0: Secrets from a coach. Thrive and maximize your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training.
1: You right, oh, Law. tell me. What? How many sleeps have we got? 16 sleeps. Ooh, very exciting.
0: I know. That really tested us on the maths, didn't it?
1: <laughs> it did. Get the calculators out. I never got maths in my O-level, so I'm all right with that.
0: Yeah, but as we talked about on last week's episode, it's the things you are good at, Debs.
1: That's very true. I love that. <laughs> yeah, Good catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I right. feel more confident
0: now. <laughs> of course, of course, because we've savoured our success. Um, so welcome to our second part in our four-part focus on uh, the Christmas crackers. So we're pulling apart some uh, really juicy subjects and it's a chance just to get a bit of spark going and uh, ending the year on a high. So for this one, we invite you to, uh, well, we're having a cup of hot chocolate, aren't we?
1: We are, with marshmallows. Cheers. Cheers.
0: You may be uh, enjoying something a bit stronger. And uh, as long as you're not operating machinery, then that's fine. Um, uh, So join us at the fireside and we are going to have a focus on a really important topic that has been really, uh, you know, shown to be of value this year, particularly relationships. And in fact, we thought it might be quite cool in a world where there are 3.6 billion emails sent around the globe per day. That's a lot of emails. Just to remind us that actually relationships last longer than emails. So Debs, as we're sitting here by the fireside, what are you picking up from this year that uh, really just lands home just the amount of impact and influence relationships has on our success and well-being at work?
1: Mm. It's huge, actually, because the more we can connect with people, the better we therefore feel as well, because in its most basic sense, actually, a relationship is how two or more people are connected. So it's it's, whether it's through family, whether it's through friendships, whether it's through relationships with other people, work colleagues, because we're all social beings, right, as humans. So we actually do need people around us. Um, So therefore, we need to have that connections that are going on so that we can if you like, tune into emotions and behaviours. Uh, we connect with people better because we're understanding people better. Um, we can acknowledge, we can value them, we can support them. Um, so it's it's just amazing. So for me, it's all about the connection. I think we, we just are born to connect and relationships underpin everything to do with that.
0: And, you know, even just on the individual kind of experience we have at work, you know, how we are influenced by the relationships we have around us, how connected we feel. But also, Deb's on a big industrial level. So just think about the industrial action that we've seen this year. We've seen in certain high profile takeovers, particularly in technology companies, the impact that that's had where people have come in and people have, you know, had some existing relationships really disrupted or they don't feel like they're relating to the person that is then. You know, kind of uh, now the new CEO, for example. So it's been massive, not only on individual stories, but also in industry stories as well.
1: Yeah. And you're seeing quite a lot of that. And I think things that are successful or not are based around the relationships that you build with people. And I know when you think about those people you might connect with around the world, for instance, or in another part of the organization that you may have never met before, there's a name on the end of that email. So do you know them? Or are they just a name on the end of an email? You know, do you bother to pick up the phone and find out and go, hi, you know, I have not met you before or we've exchanged loads of emails. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to meet you in person, but it would be really good to connect with you and just find out a bit about who you are. And I think that's the power of don't just let be somebody be a name on the end of an email. You know, reach out and connect with them. So you start to build the relationship. Um because you never know when you might need each other to support each other and help each other with a project or something like
0: that. So, Debs, let's pull open our cracker and I've got a feeling inside this one there might be a little interesting fact about relationships. Oh, I'm intrigued. So, Debs, have you ever heard of the Dunbar number?
1: Oh, my goodness, no. What's what they old cigarettes, Dunbar? Oh, no, that's Dunhill. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It is available for uh, health and well-being courses.
1: <laughs> Not that I have smoked, but anyway. <laughs> oh
0: well, all no, it's all in the past.
1: It's all in the past. Tell me about Dunbar number.
0: Okay, Professor Robin Dunbar is uh, famed for this uh, Dunbar number that is named after him, and he's an evolutionary psychologist, and his hypothesis was does our brain max out at a certain number of relationships in, on our mind? So can you really feel connected and related to thousands of people? Um, is there at some point where the human brain just can't keep hold of all of that info? And 150 apparently is the number at which our brains just lose that ability to track What's their name again? <laughs> who are they? Um, and, uh, and it can be really useful for anyone who is having to interact with lots of new people this year. Actually, have you kind of remembered who they are and kind of uh, the type of person they are? Because there's, there's, there's nothing more um, awkward than a thinking, I know, I know that person. And I know we've had some deeper meaningfuls, but I can't for the life of me remember their name. So we'll talk in a moment a bit about the kind of a power of the name. But just to brief a little bit on Dunbar's number. So his idea is that you have five close friends. So the average adult has five close friends. And this is sort of defined almost by, could you ask them to lend you money? could you stay on their sofa at the night? So five close friends, those friends that you can just sort of fall upon and they feel like kind of family. And then your 15 is your super family. So these are people with whom either are family or are kind of friends who are sort of cross over that line. And there's that 15 who are your real super close kind of um, group. And then you've got a clan of 50. So that's where it might start to spread a little bit more to your professional life. So there are 50 people with whom you probably know, are they on holiday or not? Where roughly in the country do they live? And then 150 is that tribe. And the ties basically get kind of weaker as the volume increases. So could you with confidence say exactly where all the 150 people that are closest in your life, their home address... are they on holiday at the moment? So then the sort of brain starts to lose the capacity of being able to remember that. And what Dunbar said is, is because our brains haven't physically changed since when we were living in caves, the, 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 uh, from an evolutionary point of view, we needed to keep track on about 150 because that was probably about three villages. And that was probably what we needed to be aware of because there wasn't an awful lot of kind of traveling that was happened. So Where not only is it a point of interest for anyone that is interested in how the human brain works, but from a practical point of view, if your job requires you to be able to relate and keep connected with lots and lots of different people, to not rely on your brain's natural ability to recall all of those names, you might need to work at it a little bit harder. It might need to go on the task list as a formal task do I know all my team? <laughs> do I know all of their names? And I know we've got a couple of different sort of scenarios to kind of share with that. But Debs, what have you seen in your career so far about how, for example, a CEO keeps tabs on names? So in that real moment of impact, CEO is coming over to me at an awards do. And uh, you know if that CEO gets my name wrong, <laughs> yeah, three seconds <laughs> That's going to really hurt. That's going to create a kind of an impact. So what have you seen in some, in, in some of your more successful senior leaders you've worked with, that ability to be able to connect and relate to vast amounts of people?
1: I've seen it a few times and the people that I've seen do it, I could probably count on my hand, actually. But they're very skilled at reaching out and connecting with people. And they have this unwavering ability to recall stuff. So I suppose what I always I love about that is it reminds me of my very first job. So I was a PA to um, a high flying um, executive. She was an amazing lady and she would have loads of events. And my job as her PA was to then scan all the people that would be in attendance at an event and they could be up to a thousand people attending. Um, And then it was my job, along with somebody else in my team who would then, if you like, do a little bit of synopsis on all of the key people that she was going to have to speak to at some point through that evening. So I always remember going, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know about that. So we had to get really skilled. One, who are they? Where are they from? Do they have family? Have they got children? Um, Have they recently married? Have they just come back from holidays? So these were all of things. This is all before Google search, if you like. Um, So a very, very long time ago. And we'd have to call on our contacts, the relationships that we'd built with maybe other PAs, um, knowing who was coming. So the connections we would make would then say, okay, my boss is having a big event. I need to know who's coming. Could you give me an update on where they're at? And then I would give her this information and then we'd be at the event. And then she would very seamlessly approach the people that she needed to approach because they used to set it up at the time with the key people that she would have to engage with. Maybe the top 200 would be sort of around the front. Um, And so she would then just quite seamlessly walk up, say hello, whoever the name was, so the power of the name was really important. And oh, I remember last time we were talking about XYZ and she just recalled this and you could watch these people just light up as to go, wow, how does she do that? And I've seen that repeated with some really cool CEOs recently that I have got that ability as, as well. They're very open. Um, they know who the people they need to know. And if they're on that level of a scale... I think they have, they do have, like admit for my job, people that will help them recall it. Um, and when I saw the Devil World's Prada film, that always made me smile because I went, yeah, I've done that where you've gone, oh, that's so-and-so, you know, very quietly in their ear or said, oh, you're about to meet, did a quick run through, no more than 30 seconds top level. And then it would just be an amazing connection and a conversation. And the follow up to that would be that we would receive letters back in the day (laughs) that would say it was great to meet you. You really appreciated your time. And to know that they mattered to her
0: was just priceless. And of course, that sense of connection, that spark um, Mm -hmm. creates a loyalty. And a commitment. Yes. And I can't think of a single industry right now this year, Debs, that isn't wanting to increase commitment and loyalty. Whether that's from an internal or an external sort of customer point of view. Do you know you've reminded me so the power of a name on a couple of sessions recently, specifically people have come up to me at the end and said, how do you remember everyone's name? Like I've got some kind of super brain. And I think because I know about Dunbar's number, forgetting is not an excuse. Like our brain is not able to remember 25 random names you might have met for three hours your brain is not geared to remember that so as soon as we're kind of able to accept that you then just put that as a bit of a manual task to then do so as you're going around the room you're finding people's names out you just write down the names in the order in which they're sitting it's all subtle it's just a little scribbled note it also applies value to people in that moment as well because they can see you're taking a few notes about you know what they do and all that kind of stuff and then it means that just as you said seamlessly you can pull out the bag so um, you know Know, such and such and um, what's your thoughts on this and it just means that you're able to f- they people then feel like there's a personal connection because you've personally connected with them so i know a number of people off the back of that you may not run training courses you may never be involved in the world of learning development but that same rigor can be really useful for some of those getting to know you team kickoff launch events and i think the power of understanding that a little bit from the dunbar number is no human typically is able to remember vast amounts of new people's names. So it's not a failing. It's not a certain skill that people have. There might be a few people that are are able to photographically recall it, but our brains are not designed to remember lots and lots of names. So, um, you know, some kind of manual tool that enables you to do that is incredible because Debs, your name is the most important word in the whole wide world. It was the first words that we learned as babies. To attribute a value to. It might not have been the first word we said. So, mama, dada might have been the first word that a baby has said. But knowing that when you hear that name, you get your needs met, and if you turn towards someone, then you get your needs met. Is the most valuable name. It will be the word that will make you cringe if it's misspelt. <laughs> it is the most important word in the world. So, in terms of uh, building relationships and uh, just thinking about the year that you've had and the year you want to have ahead, what role relationships and actually the power? of a name and a final little kind of vignette oh I like that word oh I like that word (laughs) just to end on is I remember one of the most amazing teachers that was on a session I was running this is years ago and she said actually one of the little things that she picked up from the um, person that had trained her to be a teacher was if at the end of that first week back in new term you got a new bunch of kids and uh, on the end of that first working week trying to recall from memory each of those kids' names, and the names that you can't bring to mind means that you haven't connected with them as quite as much as the others. They would be on her connection hit list at the start of the next week, so she then would purposely then make a uh, make a kind of a focus to connect. Because if you can't remember someone's name, then potentially there's there's not the level of connection that is then going to really help that relationship to really be effective as it can.
1: Yeah that that's such a that's such a good way of looking at it isn't it really and um it's actually as you said earlier it's about actually some of us might have to work at this and it does get on as part of your to-do list i think that's really really important because every relationship i think that you form will be unique um from each person so you can't blanketly put everybody in the same box you know you can't judge people all the same way you have to have that ability to think about what does that person need from me so what are the different requirements what do i need to know um so it takes effort i think you're right i think it takes care genuine care communication obviously to explore and ask questions about somebody not Making a note of it, as you quite rightly said, I often just do that. I might jot down when, you know, somebody's daughter's got their graduation and I'll make a note of it and then I'll reach out and just send them a little note and go, oh, good luck with so-and-so's graduation today. And they go, how did you remember that? And as you know, my memory shot to pieces anyway. So if I don't write it down, I don't do it. So it's very much part of, you know, how am I being, I suppose, and do I genuinely care about other people do I care about the relationships that I build with people? Absolutely. So therefore, it's built from that, you know, the respect, the love, communication is key. Everyone is equal, um, you know, and so therefore it helps to your it helps you because it makes you feel good. But it also helps them as well because that has a direct um, impact on our own well being as well. That again, actually, I care enough about you to find out about you. Therefore, that person go, oh my God, they do care enough about me. And it's not just superficial. It's done from a a real place of um, genuine care and attentiveness and, and respect and nurture.
0: Which, of course, Debs, means in all of those hundreds of emails that someone might receive... In their inbox on a working day, your name will be the one that will pop out from the crowd because True. their name is the one that you've kind of enabled to sort of sort of stand out. So, yeah. um, so a lot of what you're talking about there, I guess, is nurturing relationships. So, let's just kind of put on our Christmas hats that are inside our cracker. And uh, have no, a good...
1: charade then not oh, no, worked I, that out. Yeah, all right. I then. couldn't think
0: of a plan B. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I thought we'd have a cup of hot chocolate instead.
1: Oh, I think that's much better anyway.
0: So, nurturing relationships. So Debs, you mentioned a couple of gorgeous kind of words earlier on, but give us, give us your top three. When you, when you think about what you see in the world of work and the world of business, a well-nurtured relationship, what might be three words that you think are a useful way for someone to reflect on the year that they've had so far and and the impact of relationships?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. Um, It definitely has to be care, has to be in there and notice. And I think respect and accept that we're all different and we all have uniqueness. So I know that's more than three words, Law. Um, But I think they would be the ones that I would focus in on. And if I apply that lens when I'm working, interacting with people, then that automatically triggers my thought to go, oh, I wonder what's going on for them.
0: You know, I think... What's also been a bit of a game changer when we think about um, our Christmas cracker kind of focus is relationships have been around, you know, for well, literally since cave people times. You know, in terms yeah. of that, yeah, you know, the, the relationship, etc. But hybrid relationships. So the virtual connection. Do people feel as close when you're through a screen or an email, or when you're there actually face to face? And as the psychologists call it, close enough to sniff. <laughs> Apparently, that is the ultimate of human connection, that chemistry. Seriously? Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, And I heard this psychologist once say, you know, imagine that you're meeting Brad Pitt or, you know, whoever would be someone that you would think, wow, and they reeks of onions... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> that just blows that whole yeah, exactly. thought I had out the window yeah. exactly
0: so the, the, from a psychologist's point of view like from a chemistry and that from a relationship's point of view close enough to smell is, is apparently the ultimate human sense but anyway let's transcend this into the world of um, business and working relationships but we can actually transfer some things from the wider world of relationships and this is something that has gone down a storm with a couple of teams we've been working with this year hasn't it devs in terms of Hybrid relationships, and how do you nurture and bring care? How would you notice the things that are, you know you want to sort of um, nurture, and you know, in a way that respects and accepts that people are different? So, there was a book that was published way back when, and it was a real kind of big seller, and it looked at the five languages of love. And so this was a book that was published by Gary Chapman. And ostensibly, it was about personal relationships, romantic relationships. But actually, it's a useful place to start for anyone here that knows that they want to go on a real relationship focus. You know, um, not only to sort of uh, end this year well, but also um, kick off the uh, the new year ahead with nurtured relationships. And the idea behind it is, is is that some people express and relate with others with words of affirmation. So um, expressing thanks to someone. Some people um, just want to have quality time. So I don't need to be thanked every day, but to know that I can have some um, quality, undisrupted time with my colleague. Ah, That really makes me feel like they're there for me. For other people, it's acts of service. So they enjoy um, relating with people where they're doing each other favours and kind of, you know, sending a document ahead of time and those little acts of service that can just help. Some people really love every now and then to send a tangible gift or a card or a saw this thought of you, little kind of gesture. And for other people, it's that chance to have some physical touch. So whether that is a group hug or, uh, you know, you might not have heard from someone for six months, but the moment you see them in a room, wow, that's where you really kind of sort of connect. So what's interesting about the five languages of love is particularly for anyone here that wants to nurture a set of team relationships, but you might not be able to see each other day in, day out, is that it just reminds us really to adjust our style. So you may be someone who doesn't need to have a Friday thank you for what you've done this week email, so you might not value it. But there might be some people who you work with who that just means the world. It means they can close down that working week well and feel good and ready and set up for the weekend. So the five languages of love bit of a fun way to look at the world of working relationships. But actually, sometimes at the end of a year, that's a great time to take stock and uh, just think, who might I need to purposely relate with? Just so uh, we're both aware that actually, you know, working together has meant a lot this year and you've really enjoyed it. And whether that could be a bit of a note or a bit of a card or just something that goes out of the ordinary to Mm. then just make that impact.
1: Wow. I really like that law. And I think, yeah, when you're thinking about how you can apply that, I suppose that's going to make the biggest difference. But I think as you're saying that mine, in order to help that mine would be my call to action then would be to actually give some time in inverted commas to someone too that you need to connect with. So that's my call to action is give somebody your time, be it family, friends, work, colleague, Charity volunteering, it doesn't matter, but give someone your time to be able to connect with them um, because then you can put into practice what you've just said.
0: Yeah, that time. And I think my share the secret, Debs, would be... um... Just a bit of a reminder, really, in that, yes, this focus has been all about um, relationships and how relationships last longer than emails. And actually emails come and go and get trashed Mm -hmm. and junked. But actually those relationships are the things that actually not only enable us to do some of the things that we need to in work, but just transform how we feel about um, kind of work as well. But I think a bit of a poignant reminder is we are the other in every single one of our relationships. So when you're reflecting on the year that you've had and the relationships with whom you've been leaning on or relying on or you've found really supportive or really effective, you are the other in each one of those. So I think also as part of this fireside Christmas cracker chat <laughs> is uh, just to take stock about how you're relating with yourself because you are the other in every one of your relationships. And if actually this year has maybe been a bit stormy what might be useful just to calm the relationship you have with yourself because sometimes how we behave and the energy we bring into a relationship can then influence someone else as well. So my share the secret would be um, how are you relating with yourself at the moment? Is this an opportunity again just to take stock and uh, just have a think of all the things like we focused on last week's episode all the things that make you the amazing person that you are and who wouldn't want to relate with you because you're the only you there's no one else in the world quite like you
1: definitely and it adds to that joyous life isn't it bring joy at this time of, of year and it doesn't take much does it and I think
0: that's what's really makes us feel good Um, about ourselves and in others. So why would we not do that? Absolutely. And you never know, this time, five years' time, someone might be relating and connecting back with you again, saying, oh, I just really enjoyed working with you in that role. Not because of what you did or the emails you sent, but the way you carried yourself and the energy and the way you related to them. So, you know, sometimes we get bombarded with emails and that's just a one way of sort of communication. The relationship bit is the person behind that name and so whether it is an active focus on remembering people's names knowing that our brains max out at 150 so if you have a wide and large professional circle um, it's okay to not uh, be able to remember everyone's name (laughs) (laughs) you've got to be your own PA on that one and just sometimes making some simple notes can make a difference it's also about ensuring that you nurture those relationships and not one size fits all so slightly different ways of doing it and uh, whether it's that care and notice respect and accept it's also about remembering you're the other in every relationship in your life so it's about looking after yourself as well to be able to look after others in great relationships
1: yeah I love that oh Laura I'm off to get us another hot chocolate so we can sit and discuss this even more and plot and plan for our next session
0: that's it yeah before we start setting our intention for the diet next year (laughs) less hot chocolate (laughs) (laughs) love it but it has been very enjoyable Debs Um, yes yeah so um, have a fantastic week and uh, you too can't wait to see you at the third in our cracker series so uh, who knows what will be uncovered when we pull apart our third cracker in the season but what I do know is Debs is wonderful to uh, relate with you in uh, the way in which we work so uh, have a glorious week and I'll see see you on the other side Love love you bye We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at at aool.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a Spotify listener, give us a rating as it makes it easier for us to share the secret with others.